back, guys, to another episode of Kate and Isaiah Living Large. I'm Isaiah. And I'm Kate. And on this episode, we're going to talk about backsliding and how you get back into the gym and re-motivate yourself if you've fallen behind in your goals and things like that. But first, a little bit of life updates. So what's new? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Well, I didn't think my life was busy enough, so I joined another thing. I started singing with a an acapella Canadian folk music choir called Northern Voices. So that's pretty exciting. And I also had my big 4-0 birthday party. And, you know, the impetus of this change for me was to lose 40 pounds before I turned 40, which, as we've updated in the past, I had lost 53. And so I had a time, and Isaiah was there. It was super fun. Yeah. And what's new and exciting with you, Isaiah? Uh, Not a whole lot going on right now, really. I mean, uh, so I am now down to... 306. Um, although that I've maintained that there were uh, two weeks now that I've hit 306 on. So I'm not losing weight at the moment, but you know, that's okay. We're, we're kind of sitting there. Um, other than that, that is what I'm up to. Just going to the gym. It was St. Patrick's Day the other day. So super excited about that. A little, little bit of a rough go this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, for reference, we are recording the morning after St. Patrick's Day. Yes. So for all you folks out there that enjoyed St. Patrick's Day, it was a great time around uptown last night. <laughs> you know, St. John is known as Canada's most Irish city. And that was uh, very evident last night by the green that I saw around town. And I didn't even party in uptown St. John. I partied. In Grand Bay. Uh, I parted all uptown. It was <laughs> crazy. It was amazing. I checked out the new Union uh, Trailway spot, which is beautiful. They did a great job up there. Oh, nice. Uh, that's right up on Union Street, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, right on the corner of Union and Dorchester. And how was it? It was It was great. It's a smaller, small location, but like they did a really good job uh, renovating it from what it was before. Yeah, it's a, you know, that's kind of in a divey part of town in terms of the bar scene. So it's nice to hear that there's like a really nicely renovated spot there. Yeah, and I think there's what there's another spot going in there soon. The Harmon, Harmony, is that what it is? Har- Harmony SJ or something like that, that they're going to do a music space. Oh, thing. yeah, the music uh, venue. That's so awesome to have a smallish space for live music because I know... In my past as a festival organizer and things like that in another life, um, it's hard. It's a tough place to find a good place to see like a live acoustic show. Like there's lots of places for live loud shows or bigger shows like the Imperial Theater is the, by far the most beautiful theater in the country, in my opinion. And not just my opinion. I've read that <laughs> in other places, too. Um, but for like a small touring band it's nice to have a spot like that really excited about it yeah i'm super excited they i think they had like one show there already but they don't know they're fully open yet but i'm super excited to have a space like that and i can't and they have a really good team operating it and yeah yeah great great people there it's gonna be awesome so excited for that to be another thing here in st john hey maybe that acapella choir i joined can sing there sometime (laughs) or maybe they want a big swing band (laughs) i listen i am all for swing bands we need some swing band dance halls 
bring it back, baby. We're working on it, okay? The Back in Time big band, we're working on it. <laughs> uh, hey, Back in Time, let's talk about backsliding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So with all the birthday celebrations and the excitement of reaching a goal, well, I mean, I just kind of, I will say I got wrapped up in the whole thing of it all. And I gave myself some time, a few days. It should have just been one day, but it really was a few days of like, it doesn't matter. I've met this goal. And to be completely honest, I haven't weighed in because I've, you know, I just, I'm a little bit afraid to, but I shouldn't be because, you know, it's still worlds ahead of where I was. And it really is about the overall graph as opposed to the ups and downs of every week. So when you say you've maintained for a couple of weeks, well, Isaiah, that's excellent. You haven't gone up and it's about the month over month, the year over year, not the week over week. No, I was sad. And it's uh, definitely with all the festivals going on, like you said, like your birthday and St. Patrick's day. And it's, it's really easy to fall out of routine. Um, and sometimes it's about like trying to maintain yourself, getting back into it. And that's a harder motivation I find almost uh, sometimes is to put yourself back into your routine. Yeah. And for me, uh, I, I, I shouldn't, I, I love my, I love my life. I love the amount of things that I do. I love the city and I love being involved in it. And I love being involved in music and some volunteer things and my job, like all, it's all really good for me. But one of those things I've developed a schedule that three times a week, I have time at 5 PM to go to the gym class that I like to go to at afterburn, which is a great little gym. And, um, this week got shuffled around where I had a meeting during one of the days. And then on Friday, I wasn't going to have time to go. So what I did to get back on track, because I couldn't just go to the gym once this week, like just was not acceptable to me. My body didn't want to do it. I craved that workout. I don't know how I did this, but I woke up at 5 a.m. on Friday morning. Gross. And I went to the 5.30 a.m. gym class with Colin. Oh, no. And who boy. <laughs> I am some glad I did, but I don't know who I am at that time of day. I didn't know that day, time of day existed. I... It was uh, it was a shock. I was leaving the gym when my alarm went off to wake me up for my regular 6.30 wake-up time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I usually snooze that. And I've already worked out. What a great feeling. So they say when you get up early in the morning like that uh, and go work out, you tend to be more awake for the rest of the day. Did you feel like that or did I hit a lull at about 2 or 3 p.m. Because on a normal day, that would be more like 5 or 6 p.m. And I was like, oh, no, what am I going to do? Because I had a pretty big evening planned. At about 3 a.m. when I was coming home, I realized that I'd been awake for 22 hours. So that was well, that's a little that was a little excessive. But at the same time, it motivated me to stay on path and stay on course. And it really does set a tone. And I'm feeling that like good sore feeling. It was a really good workout. And like through my shoulders and stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I went to the gym. I'm a gym bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a gym bro. You are a bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a, yeah. So getting back in, trying to find your groove again, uh, for sure. I am also in that point now. I've got to try and get in. 
Uh, we had a little bit of snow on Tuesday, and I went, I'm not going to go to the gym today. And then I was like, uh, I need to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of fell back behind uh, on a day, but I'll get back into it this week. We're going we're gonna to get started and motivated again. Uh, probably won't do cardio today. I, I'm going to have a nice long nap later this afternoon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. You, we talk about getting into that group. I, I read somewhere, and I am no health expert, nor do I purport to be, but I've read and I've heard a few times over the course of the years that when you're losing weight, about 78 to 80% of that is what you consume, and about the remaining 20 or 22, based on math and science, is related to working out. But I know for me... When I have the schedule of working out, I'm much more motivated to make better food choices as well. And so I think it becomes a really cyclical thing where I'm feeling good, I'm moving, and well, I could get the burger and fries, but I also could get the burger and salad. And then it's like a happy medium between I'm still out, I'm still doing a thing. I mean, I didn't do that yesterday. <laughs> yesterday I ended up, because of St. Patrick's Day being lit in this city Whew. my sister and I after our Manny Petties uh, went to Eastside Mario's because they had a table for us and I ate some pasta and it was delicious pasta eh? I had what did I have yesterday oh so we went out I, I went on an all day thing uh, for St. Patrick's Day uh, so I did chicken and waffles at Cass and Kettle for Ooh. breakfast delicious uh and then i wandered around uptown hitting up all the spots and then went to our favorite spot big tide and i almost got turned away at big tide they were so busy but uh i we found a spot and i had uh what did i have at big tide i don't even remember what i had oh burger i had the burger <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I always am torn when Big Tide's almost too busy for me because I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that it's full. I'm so happy for them. But like, why don't you have room for me? <laughs> <laughs> Just permanent seats for us. That is what they should do. No, they shouldn't do that because then <laughs> when we're not there, they're not being filled and we like to see Big Tide full. That's true. But I still deserve a permanent seat. You Somewhere. are entitled to nothing. <laughs> I am entitled to everything. <laughs> I am entitled to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, going back to our topic, backsliding, uh, you've been on uh, your weight loss. This is your, how many times is this now? Is two, two times now? Three times? Uh, that I've been on a weight loss yeah. journey? Oh my God. I think I went on Weight Watchers for the first time when I was... 13, 14, and I tried literally everything under the sun. And it's so funny looking back at that time, you know, the summer between grade eight and grade nine, I spent a month at my aunt and uncle's house and I discovered that they owned a deep fry and I'd never eaten leaf out of my life. And I always was a big kid. Like I've been the same height. I'm five, seven since I was in grade five or so. So I was always like a, t a tall kid and I developed early. So I was just bigger than everybody else in my class, but I certainly wasn't fat than I thought I was, as we all do. But between grade eight and grade nine, I put on like 20 pounds over the summer. I went from like 170 pounds to 190 pounds, which felt like a lot at the time. And sitting here just under 400 now, I'm like, oh, I wish I weighed that. <laughs> um, and so that was the first time. So it's been like 
that classic yo-yo of lose some, gain more, lose some, gain more. And, you know, all through my 20s, all through my 30s. And now I really, that's why I am more okay with living life. And I recognize that there are schools of thought on this where, you know, you should be good all the time. And there are people who are committed like that. And, but you also have to know yourself a little bit. And for me, it's about being forgiving when I do backslide, but not too forgiving because sometimes I can get in the mindset of like, I feel good. I can do this, that, and the other thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, eh, I won't go to the gym. Eh, you're just going to eat this. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm feeling good. And then all of a sudden I'm not feeling good anymore. <laughs> so I'm working hard to prevent that backslide. Yeah, definitely. I hear that. That's how same kind of for me, it's trying to avoid that a temptation to just, Oh, I don't need to go today. Oh, I guess I could go do this thing instead kind of thing. I could buy a whole cheesecake and eat it myself. <laughs> I, I know I can't do that anymore. <laughs> what I did do this time to prevent it, because I, I, we talk about goal setting and how I reached my first goal. Have you set any new goals or are you still on the same? I'm still on the same one. Still pushing for that 250 goal. That's that's kind yeah. of the... I set a new goal. Have you? Okay, what's your new goal? Yeah. So we talked about this on one of our last podcasts about those online challenges you can download. Because I talked about really wanting to be a full life goal and not just solely focused on weight because I have so much to lose that, yeah, I can set the goal to lose 200 pounds from where I was, but that's such a big number. It's like saying count this room full of rice grains. I like, it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and it's just too big to really sink my teeth into even the longer term. That is ultimately the goal, but it'll take years um, so I'm really working on incremental lifestyle goals. The first one was weight related because it was a desperate situation that I needed to get a chunk of weight off. This next one, I want to do a bunch of hiking this summer, as I previously mentioned. And so I downloaded one of those trails. You download an app. I think it's called the Conqueror's Challenge. And I, I chose the Cape Breton National Park, Highlands National Park or whatever oh, yeah. it's called. And I can't remember how many kilometers it is, but once you walk that amount of kilometers, you get a medal. And so I, after the last podcast, my sister reached out to me and she's like, yeah, Kate, I did one of those. I have the Kate Breton medal. I was like, Kelsey, that's the one I signed up for. That's sweet. So you signed up for it. That'll be odd. So I'm just excited for when you get that. Yeah, me too. I like medals. I like tokens of my um accomplishments no 100 it's it's a tangible thing right that you get it makes it it makes it more motivating that you get like something like an achievement of some sort right exactly so i haven't actually i mean i've worked out my normal workouts and stuff but i haven't actually started the walking portion of this because i just did this last week and i'm excited to kick it off and like go for my first walk and you can set how long i think i set myself 10 weeks or something like that to go through. I think I, I, my goal for April over, I mean, end of March into April is averaging a kilometer a day, which is not extreme, but I, I no. think is very manageable. So if it ends up being, you know, a three kilometer walk one day, and then if that's too easy, I'll step it up, so to speak. <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm setting myself for April, the goal of a kilometer a day. Okay. that That's pretty cool. So how does that app work? Does it go based off of, uh, speedometer or based off actual like 
You have to walk and physically it sees the GPS system. Uh, you can hook it up to like a regular, you know, fitness watch app or whatever. And it'll count your steps or count your mileage that way. I don't have one of those. Um, so I can manually input the amount of kilometerage that I walked in a certain day. So I have to take a little bit of time to figure out a couple of walking routes. But I do know that Harbor Passage, which is like a gem in this city. Mm, yeah. Is about four kilometers there and back to the, just the, not all the way to Reversing Falls, but to the end of the Red Path. Yeah. No, that's a, I love Harbor Passage. I can't wait for them to get finished what they're doing on the boardwalk so that it is all fully open again. Yeah. It's just, it's such a wonderful spot that a few years ago we did one of those step challenges at work and it really me and two close friends, we ended up on the same team. Actually, we became close friends because of this walking challenge. And we really worked on the same team at work. And then we were on the same step challenge team. I think we called ourselves Holy Guacamole or something. <laughs> and me and Shankar and Jocelyn, we would walk every night. Rain, sleet, shine. Because we're all three competitive and we didn't want to let our team down. Which is the dream of, like, which I know works for me. I know that I'm competitive. I know that about myself. <laughs> I know that setting myself a goal where I'm going to get a stupid medal that I literally paid for by buying this app, I recognize the futility of it, but it does work for me. Yeah, it's it's about finding those things that motivate you, right? Like, it's about, especially when weight is not necessarily the goal, it's about being healthy, right? It's about yeah. what our motto will be, eat, live, move. Eat, live, move. It was <laughs> coined our first episode. Eat, live, move. Because you got to do right? all those things. So, yeah, it's it's about finding something that motivates you to do something. And if that tangible thing is motivating you to keep going and not backslide, and not fall into old habits, that's perfect. Whatever, whatever motivates you, right? Right. And, I mean, there is something to be said for, like, living and enjoying life and going out on St. Patrick's Day and having a birthday. I mean, do those things need to be in two weeks within the same week? I wish they weren't. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> but it, I can't control that I was born on Friday, March 11th, 1983, under police escort. <laughs> wow. That's a whole other that's a whole other story we'll have to talk about at some point. Oh, it's a quick story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have time. Let's let's what what is this? Oh, hold on. I've never heard this story before. I'm excited. Now. It's really my dad's story and my mom's story because, you know, I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> but how it worked is I was two weeks late. Mom had gone into the doctor that day with labor pains. The doctor said it's false labor, despite the fact that I was two weeks late. And uh, my dad dropped her off at home, went to go get some groceries, and then it was not false labor. So the neighbor who lived upstairs in my road apartments in Rosse, it was Fairvale then, um, so, waited on the front step with my mom, who was in active labor, my dad comes home. She was like, I'll take your groceries for you. And dad takes off in his little red Toyota Tercel with mom in the car, of course. And the neighbor called the police and said, hey, if you see a little red Toyota Tercel speeding, don't stop it. His name is Doug Dean. And he's on the way to the hospital with his daughter. Or, and his daughter who's about to be born. So the police pull him over said, and dad's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and I don't think that's what he said. Um... And they, said, words. <laughs> and they said, are you Doug Dean? And he said, yep. And they said, follow me. 
And so we had a, pol- a police escort all the way to the hospital. They were waiting in the bay with the gurney all ready to go. And I was born several hours later. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> several that awesome. Several hours later. Are you... You're the oldest? I'm the oldest, yeah. 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 I've always heard that firstborns take forever. I think my sister was also two weeks late. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. We really were warm. It was fine. Clearly, clearly you just didn't want to be here yet. <laughs> yeah. We also didn't move out. To, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That's a good story. I've never heard that story. That's a good story. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it only makes sense once you know me that, of course, you had a police escort Literally. to the hospital when you, you were born. You are so needy. And dramatic. <laughs> and dramatic. <laughs> Um, I think we're going all right. I think we might be able to wrap this up here in a short little bit, but I have another question for you. When you were, when you found out that you were at the 440, we kind of talked about this before, but you've tried to lose weight multiple times before. How did it really make you feel after uh, I, that's a twofold answer. That's a good question, Isaiah. Um, and that's usually the deflect phrase for when you're trying to think of how you're going to yeah. formulate your response. So I'm going to tell two quick stories. One was a time that I had had a medical scare a few years ago and I had to get on the scale in front of a doctor at the hospital and learned that I was 407 pounds. And that is probably one of the worst experiences of my entire life. Because I couldn't believe that I was over 400 pounds. And that was like horrifying. Plus I was there because I was having a bit of a medical scare. It all worked out. It was no problem. But I was there. uh, There was like a risk that I had had cancer or something like that. And so the whole experience was awful. And then that doctor did not help. And I talked about this on a different podcast actually called Project Impart. So you can check out that story there sometime. But essentially the doctor said to me, you need to lose 200 pounds, which was a fair medical assessment. But he followed up by saying, do you know what a pound of butter looks like? Yeah. You're carrying an extra 200 of those and then kept doubling down. So that was honestly one of the worst experiences of my entire life. When I learned that I was 445 or whatever it was, it didn't feel as bad as that other moment because there wasn't all those other tensions. I was at the gym knowing that I was about to work on it. So I'd already felt awful. Like my back hurt so badly and my knees hurt so badly. So I was in the moment like, okay, I'm here to work on this. When I saw or didn't see the number because the thing wouldn't work, when I realized what it was, I definitely cried. And Coach Vicky, I mentioned before from Port City Training and Fitness, who is also a dear friend, I could see that there were tears welling up in her eyes too, although she did her best to not do that. And because it was really scary, uh, genuinely scary. And because it's so unheard of, I'm just me, I'm just Caitlin. And you see TV shows on TLC or whatever, like my 600 pounds life, 600 pound life. Well, you know what? 445 to 600 is not that far when, you know, you consider that I'd gained you know, so much of that in the previous years, like another year like that. And then I'm on a TV show and not for a good reason. So it was awful is in short the answer. (laughs) Well, so yeah, so that, that, that doctor story sounds terrible. What podcast was that? It's called a project in part. It's a partnership. It's a medical podcast for designed for medical students. Um, that talks about, 
uh, the patient perspective of um, the patient perspective of medicine. And it was really interesting. I did that interview. Hans Colburn hosted it at the time, and I did that interview with him. And then after he moved away, I ended up hosting a few episodes of the podcast, which was really cool. Interesting. I'll have to check that out for sure. But yeah, sometimes it's nice to have someone there that's empathetic to you. And I think that sounds like what you got when you did with Vicky, um, your way in there. And, and to be motivated to actually get going because you could easily have just backslid into it, right? And just been like, well... I am who I am now. I guess there's no going back, right? Yeah, and you know, I couldn't do that though, cause I, I, I couldn't move. Like that was the worst part. Is like, I mean, there was a story not too long before that. You and I and Andrea were out one night before Christmas, and Andrea was gonna drive me home, and I couldn't walk two blocks. Yeah, I remember that. And, you know, we laughed it off at the time and, you know, whatever. We didn't think too much. We stood in the rain and Andrew drove around and picked us up. But that was, A, embarrassing and, B, really terrifying. Because it was like, my back won't hold me up to walk two blocks. So I, I have to do something. Where it gets sketchy, because I'm still carrying quite a lot of weight, is now I feel great. I can walk around. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm going to the gym. I feel... I did three real push-ups this week, Isaiah. Ooh, that's fun. Congratulations like, on that. Like, no, not, not with your knees. Not like with my knees. Your... Three legitimate push-ups. Wow. And that's amazing. But I still have a boatload of weight to lose. So that it's striking that balance of like, I feel great. So I'm going to eat stuff and go out and be around people and do all this stuff, but also double down and continue to work toward it. That really is my danger zone. Yeah. Right. And I think part of this podcast and your TikToks are kind of to keep yourself more motivated to do it and not just beholden to yourself, but other people around as well, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got lots of great friends and things like that, but also it's nice to have a good kick sometimes. <laughs> and I do, like, I may not respond well in the moment, but I, I you know, sometimes you need those, like, Caitlin, do better. <laughs> what about you, Isaiah? You, uh, how do you handle, how long has this been an issue for you? Like, um, I mean, it's just been a slow and steady creep up. And I had like, I was pretty heavy going into the pandemic and then, then the pandemic hit and skipped the dishes and DoorDash became really good friends. Um, but really bad friends at the same time. Um, and working from home at the same time. So I'm not standing up, walking around doing stuff. I rolled a bed and moved to my office and here I am. So that's really what motivated me, right, to get going again. Um, prior to the pandemic, it was just because I felt like I needed to, but, like, now I really need to. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And it's you have a very similar story to so many out there of, like, oh, it's been kind of an issue, but, like, fine. And then pandemic hit, and, you know, that's a that's a trope that is so common for so many people like mine, the up and down yo-yo since you're a teenager is also a common trope. It's just good that we bring those two pieces together. That is right. And with that, I think we are going to call it a podcast. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in everyone. We really appreciate it. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, they can find me um, on Facebook 
Caitlin Dean on TikTok at Fat Caitlin on uh, Twitter, I guess, at The Caitlin Dean. Ooh, yes. The Caitlin Dean on Twitter. Yeah. What about you, Isaiah? <laughs> I am at Maritime Brews on all of the social medias uh, and everywhere you can possibly find, except for Snapchat. Still no Snapchat. <laughs> for the best. Probably for the best. But that's our episode. Bye. Bye.